So, Jeff, your last name is Sauer, right? Yes, Am I saying right. this right? Yep. 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 T tell me kind of what, where, you, where you're from, what you're involved in, and tell me about the e-server TC library. Okay. I'm from all over the place. I travel quite a bit. But these days, I'm an assistant professor of rhetoric and professional communication at Iowa State University. I'm also the director of the studio for new media there. And for the past 17, almost 18 years now, I've been the director of the e-server, which is a nonprofit site that publishes works on the internet. We started on FTP and Gopher. In 93 and 94, we switched to the web. In 2001, we started the e-server TC library, which is a technical communication library, a site that indexes, which is to say it sort of it keeps a database of works that are available online in the field of techcom. And it adds then titles, authors, uh, abstracts, and it has a system for ratings and reviews, something like DIG. So when you say something like DIG, does that mean that users can rate things or they, they can both contribute and rate? Users can add works. They can update and edit the entries for works if they see that there's a problematic and old, un uncorrect, incorrect URL. They can uh, add uh, numeric comments, one to five stars, or they can add uh, annotations and comments as much as they like. So do you have like a, a way to aggregate the most popular popular posts and or popular contributions? Yeah, we have a little over 25,000 RSS feeds generated by our site <laughs> on a wide range, every conceivable category, including an RSS feed for all the works you've done, for instance, uh, including a page about your works and pages about every work by every author we've indexed. Lots of uh, RSS feeds on any particular subcategory. So if you were interested in web design, usability, user-centered design, research methods uh, with, say, eye tracking, you could, add, you could find that subcategory inside of our site, see all the works, and then subscribe to the RSS feed, the live bookmark for that, and just see when we add new works. Wow, this is pretty cool. So I'm trying to get a better, better grasp of this. All right, so you're saying that you, you don't have to actually contribute your articles to the repository, just no. links to them. Exactly, because there are a lot of publishers who aren't interested in allowing us to archive their works. What we, what we have is an index. We, I, the site was started in 2001 after I taught a course in research methods, and my students were upset at how difficult it is to research.com. If you're doing academic work, or we don't have one definitive index where you can go to find techcom writings for academics. You have to go to seven or eight little repositories, each of which are tangential to techcom. Uh, and if you're in industry, you've got no place at all to go except for Google, and Google is uh, idiosyncratic in what it returns. So this is like a giant index for all the techcom works. And um, how do you, who compiles all of this information? Well, we have a, an advisory board, which has uh, eight relatively senior people in the field of techcom. On our board are people you might know, like Saul Carliner, who uh, was in charge of the, of the program here, or George Hayhoe, the editor of technical communication. We have a pretty, pretty good group of people. We also then have an editorial board, which is mostly junior faculty around the country, and a couple of practitioners. And that has 12 people, and they do a lot of work adding the resources. We review the edits and the additions people have made to make sure that inappropriate works are, are removed or edited and corrected. Uh, and pretty much we just sort of keep an eye on what users are adding. So you said that this podcast is added to the site, right? So that now when I publish new stuff, does, does the, uh, the library pick up the new feed or what? Well, we, we, we are working right now on an aggregator that will, that will take RSS feeds from reliable or high-quality sources. We're having a lot of difficulty these days with a lot of the peer-reviewed scholarly journals which use some obscure DTDs. They don't use regular RSS for their feeds. So we're working a lot with JAI and some of these other systems so that we can basically have these sophisticated XML feeds 
which contain a lot more metadata about the abstract work, which we can include in our database and try to include those. Right now, the RSS feed aggregator is probably 80% done. We'll have it released probably by August. But for the time being, we make do with people adding them one at a time. So we, wouldn't, we have one link to, say, tech, writing, tech writer voices, and then we have another one to particular recordings with the particular title of the particular interview or the particular podcast when those have been added by a particular user, if that makes sense. And soon we'll have aggregation. So, uh, okay, what's the exact, exact URL? How, does, how do people find this? And, and what exactly should they do once they arrive at the site? <laughs> uh, okay, well, let me start with the URL. The URL is tc.eserver.org. Um, and uh, what you do when you get there depends on your character and nature. I find that when I look inside the areas of expertise that I work in the most, I get, tend to be a little bit frustrated because uh, I always have opinions about the writings and I often wish that there were higher quality works available online or works that talked about whatever the particular issues I, was, I want. I find it's most useful when I'm looking at areas of techcom tangential to the work that I do these days because I can often find short little works, including uh, conference proceedings from STC conferences back to 93 with sort of short works that are easily readable in five to ten minutes and they've helped me broaden and expand my understanding of the field understand aspects of technical indexing I never would have known before otherwise alright now here's a different kind of question Okay. are you doing this just out of your own goodwill, <laughs> or can you guys spin this and make money off yeah. it in a way no, the e-server is a, is a non-profit, non-commercial resource. It's, it's always been funded without any advertising. There's no revenue generated from it at all. It's an entirely volunteer organization, which is why we don't have a booth here and why we don't advertise very well in other journals. We don't have much in the way of resources. Uh, so we just rely on word of mouth. As it is, we've got 15,000 visitors a day. We serve about 50,000 visitors a day. And if you look at the Alexa chart, we have a link to it from our About site. We seem to be about five times as popular as stc.org. So... We're doing okay. We're not, we're not complaining. Are people finding this site through Google searches that just land them there? Yeah, we have a very high page rank in Google. Um, we've planned our site from the beginning to use human-readable URLs. So if you bookmark one of our URLs, it won't have those long string of search queries. And Google has found us to be relatively reliable. The URLs we add are permanent and fixed. And so we show up relatively prominently in Google searches and in searches from some of the other search engines. And then the sort of user comments and ratings and reviews of works are sometimes helpful for people. So often if you do a search for your own name, if you've ever written anything in the field of techcom, you'll find our page about your works relatively in the first or second page of the results. Okay, you were also talking earlier to Harry about a lot of audio equipment. What, what do you do in that realm? Well, I, I, I teach a graduate seminar on multimedia production for techcom. So we do a lot of work on audio and video recording, doing um, new multimodal documentation work and multimodal techcom development. Uh, because I run a large internet site, because I have a lot of experience with video production and uh, video editing, um, I tend to have a, a cadre of students who want to work in those sorts of fields. And we have a lot of fun giving them space to sort of explore that work, doing a lot of funded research, figuring out ways of developing the genre so it works better for us. Okay, I want to go back to the uh, library here. Okay. So let's say STC's intercom is just published, right? And they have a bunch of new articles. Yeah. Do you guys have people who then take the titles and, and point them to the articles in the server library index? Almost always within 24 hours. So you have, you said 15,000 visitors, visitors a, day. a day. Is there a feed 
of the entire site that tells you all the stuff that's added daily? Yeah, we have a URL. It's uh, tc.eastriver.org slash recent underline rss.xml. That's the most recently added works. And uh, if you put that in your live bookmarks, it'll show you the 32 most recently added works. We're averaging right now seven to eight per day. So it's not that many. It won't overwhelm your RSS reader. Uh, right now we're at 12,500 and... I haven't checked since my hotel doesn't have free internet, so uh, we're 533 or so works uh, last time I checked. Now, a lot of people have blogs, right? And they post content that is really relevant on their blogs related to TechCom. How does, how does the library connect with that? Well, we actually, we index a lot of individual blog entries. The system's kind of self-selecting. Unless somebody feels that that particular blog post is good enough, nobody's going to go through the, bo the bother of filling out the form to add our, that particular blog post. But we were very concerned because a lot of the library indexes don't include any of the workplace or practitioner knowledges. Um, if, you, if you look at scholarly library indexes, they're not going to index any of that work. And a lot of workplace technical communicators have valuable insights that we thought should be available to people. We were also kind of concerned because the academics, when they were studying TechCom, weren't reading any of the practitioner things, except maybe intercom articles. And that's just because they're student members of STC chapters. And the practitioners who are out there had no idea what the academic work was doing, so we wanted our index to include all of that work. We wanted it to include high-quality practitioner publications, we wanted it to include um, high-quality scholarly writings, and we wanted it to include more um, idiosyncratic, hit-or-miss, sort of individual posts that might appear on people's websites if they worked out well. Now, this was in 2001, before blogs started to become popular. Since then, we've needed to think about aggregation systems that allow us to include systematically good or consistently reliable blogs more fully. But we'll have that by the end of the year. So what other new directions are you going with this? Do you have any new plans for like ways to do things um, at, at, with a library, or are you just going to keep going in the same direction? Well, we have a team working on a wonderful new uh, idea that, that I like a lot. And these are constructing uh, short-term bibliographies that is to say reading lists on a particular topic in which our volunteer members, any, anybody who uses our site, could construct a list of eight works from our index and would then write paragraphs that would introduce the list of works and paragraphs that lie in between each of the works. So they would provide a narration for somebody who is interested in technical indexing, for instance. They could give an introduction to the field and they could say, now this work is good at, at such and such. And you then links and points to that work or our page about that work. And then says, okay, but that one didn't talk about this particular other aspect of technical indexing. So now this one builds upon what that person said in 96. And, and so we can construct these sorts of narratives or flows through the readings. Um, it's going to take a lot of work for somebody to produce those things. We're spending a lot of time on the usability and the sort of consistency of a web 2.0 interface to produce that sort of work. We're having a lot of fun thinking about how one could construct really valuable reading lists that would help folks who are largely self-educated in this field come to know parts of the field they hadn't learned otherwise. So it sounds like if you're trying to find something on TechCom, you should go definitely to tc.eserver.org, right? I mean, that's. it seems like if you've got all this content there, that's the place to search. Are, when, now that you're at this conference, are you finding that a lot of people recognize this library, or, or are they like, what's this? Uh, well, I'm not spending a lot of time promoting it here at the conference. I, do, I have run into lots of people, including people who've uh, come across it before who stopped me and talked to me about it here. Um, so it's always a joy coming to STC. I do a lot of uh, conferences around the country, and uh, it's, always, it's always a real pleasure to talk to people who use the site. Uh, I was sitting next to somebody the first day who, who got very excited when he met he, me. He says he uses it every day, and that's always just a pleasure. But 
obviously I have a bias towards the site. I think it's a good site. Uh, take a look at it. See what you think for yourself. All right, Jeff. Thanks for talking to me. Did you want to add anything else? <laughs> no, uh, I enjoy your site quite a bit. I'm looking forward to, to, to indexing your posts automatically so we can get them all included. All right. Thanks, Jeff.